This morning we continue our series that we've been looking at at the stories that Jesus told while he was on earth. And this morning as we think a little bit about this very short parable as recorded in Matthew's gospel, I want us really to focus our thoughts and our attention around two things. Firstly, I want us to continue to think about how Jesus used story to communicate and how today we as individuals and as a church universal have the challenge and the call to equally be storytellers, but also I want us to think a little bit about how in the story we discover that from the small beginnings of the mustard seed, a bush or a tree is created in which birds come to rest. And I want us to hear the challenge as individuals and as a church, are we providing a place for others to come and find rest and restoration? So a short reflection this morning around those two questions. So keep them at the back of your mind, if you will, as we journey through the passage together. I don't know if you've heard this story But two years ago, the Northern Kites Project was set up in England, and red kites were attracting the attention of many admirers with their spectacular flying skills. But the project reached a new landmark when it was confirmed that two chicks had hatched in the nature reserve. And England's nature's regional director said that this marks the beginning of a new and exciting chapter in the extraordinary story of these magnificent birds in the region. Exciting, extraordinary, and magnificent. You can tell by the use of those words that this story was one that lifts the heart and mind. It was one that catches the imagination in a very positive way. And as I understand it this morning, Jesus spoke in parable to achieve the same effect, to catch people's imaginations and to touch their hearts and to give them He told them parables of the kingdom, not so much to explain about the kingdom of God as to announce its coming and to sharpen people's perceptions of its presence. Jesus wanted people to understand about the kingdom of God, but the understanding that he was offering was not so much an intellectual grasp but rather a holistic apprehension. It was something for which he wanted people to have a feel, to have a vision, to have a hunger, to have a thirst, and to have a longing. And so he told little stories, parables, some of which are more extensive, some of which he goes on to explain to the disciples gathered around him, or some are quite short, like the one we have shared together this morning, that of the mustard seed. Jesus says 
in the parable that the mustard seed is the smallest of seeds. I wonder, is it? Because as you journey through some of the commentators around this, there's a lot of discussion and debate about the certain type of seed and plant that Jesus is talking about in this parable. But I have to say that having read some of those commentators this week, that if you are to go down that line of inquiry and focus on the seed and the plant and what it produced, what you'll discover is that actually at the end of that exercise, you will know far more about Middle Eastern biology than the kingdom of God, which Jesus was trying to explain. As we have said, as we have journeyed through this series, it was no accident that Jesus told stories and parables. He told them because the story form, the parable is deeply in line with the kingdom, with the kind of gospel that Jesus' life and death, teaching, healing, passion, and resurrection were all about This story is not just an effective method for sharing Jesus' message, but rather the form and shape of the story and the relationship it establishes between the teller and the listeners is all a piece with the kingdom of God. To put it bluntly, Jesus did not tell stories so that his followers could go and then write an instruction manual. Rather, his method, just like his life, was far more graceful than that, far more generous than that. And of course, we know, as many of us have grown up on stories and reading stories, that not all stories appeal to every person but that's no bad thing. Rather, it is part of the significance of having stories at the heart of a common faith. It gives us both a permission and an incentive to carry on telling stories. And I would argue this morning that then part of the call of what it is and part of the challenge of what it means to be a Christian in the world today is to follow Jesus' example and to be storytellers. Because it is in communicating that story, it is in sharing story with one another that we can participate in God's mission. Stories, sharing anecdotes with one another, remembrances and confessions. But what we know is that as we share our life stories with one another, it's often the small things that catch the imagination. It's always the little things that stand out, maybe just like the mustard seed. Listen this morning to someone share the story of grief, and you'll find the same thing. Little details make the most significant, poignant moments. If someone shares with you their story of a recovery from illness, it will almost always be anchored in moments of small, microscopic detail. All these things are mustard seeds of sorts. Tiny, 
apparently insignificant when considered as part of the bigger story, but rather they may be small, but they become the beginnings of something great. For William Blake, it was the grain of sand in which he saw infinity. For Julian of Norwich, it was the small thing in the palm of the hand like a hazelnut, which was remarkably simple for its existence. Or in the photograph where once we were able to see things years later that we were never able to see before. For Jesus, the apprehension of the mustard seed is the beginning, for which we must find then a middle and an end. Because when Jesus begins to tell the story to his followers of the mustard seed, what we discover is that he sees not only something tiny, but he also sees the potential to unfold into something great. He not only sees what is small, but he also sees what is not visible yet. The fact that this seed, given the right conditions and circumstances, will grow to provide a place of nurture, that it will provide a place where the birds can come and rest. It will provide a place where community can be birthed. What begins with the tiniest of seeds then grows into something bigger than it could ever imagine itself. Small beginning but a big end. A handful of disciples listening to the story becomes a church worldwide as we see it today. A few fishermen and women grow into a Christian community, changing how the world sees what is possible. We are caught up in that this morning. Each of us as individuals, whilst feeling insignificant and small in and of ourselves, are part of something bigger. As we gather here this morning, we individually are like that mustard seed. We as a church in this area are just like that mustard seed. The question is, as we follow the parable, what are we growing into? What are we going to become. As we journey with God through Scripture time and time again, we see that He is constantly calling His people forward. He's constantly calling His people on to something. He's constantly calling His people to bring the kingdom on earth in our individual circumstances and lives today. So as we gather here as a community and as individuals, the question we want to ask ourselves is how are we going to communicate the story of who God is and what he has done outside these walls? Some have said, and some of the commentators debate about what the mustard seed actually grows into. Does it grow into a bush or a tree? You would be surprised at the amount of pages that have been devoted in books on this passage devoted solely to the fact of what the mustard seed grows 
into. And it is important, and we'll not go into all the details, but we, will, we can, if we had had the time, see in the Old Testament this morning that the reason for that was that basically the ancient Israel were waiting for this king who was going to come and bring an empire with him, that he was going to be like a big, strong tree, a mighty cedar tree, but rather we find Jesus talking about something rather more earthly, rather a bush, not a mighty tree, but a bush giving a place of rest. Jesus compares in our passage the reign of God with a tiny mustard seed, which grows into a bush for the birds. The kingdom of God like a mustard seed. Jesus is transforming in this parable the lens through which we view God's reign. It's not the reign that people were expecting. It's not going to come on the back of force or violence or imperialism, but rather through a tiny baby born. What Jesus is doing in the parable of the mustard seed is subverting what the expected vision of God's reign was. Jesus' life itself was paradoxically a mustard seed parable. The Messiah, the ruler of all nations, coming in the form of a tiny vulnerable baby in a nesting place for chickens and cows. He gathers himself around a small group of misfits. His idea of growing a kingdom is by telling quirky little stories. Jesus expands God's reign by eating with Roman collaborators and with sinners. The branches of Christ's kingdom are spread by blessing children and lifting up the weak. People look into Jesus's mustard seed face and say, is this the Messiah? Is this the Messiah? Jesus' mission turns away from the hope of becoming a mighty cedar and grows into a bush for birds. The disciples look down at Jesus washing their feet and wonder, is this what a Messiah looks like? Jesus reveals to us the reign of God in mustard seeds, bushes, and birds. It's a kingdom that begins with the small and the insignificant, the forgotten and the forsaken, and it grows into a bush for birds, for outsiders, the left out, the other for the multicolored robins and finches beyond the borders of our comfort zones. This morning, as we come to this passage, Jesus reveals to us the kingdom of God is actually for the birds. And the question we need to ask ourselves, is our seed going to grow into something that is going to feed the birds, or rather something that's seeking to feed ourselves? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, once again, as we come to Scripture, we realize that your word speaks timeless truths into every generation. And we pray this morning that as we leave here, we would hear your call for each of us to be storytellers in our homes, on our streets, 
in our workplaces, storytellers of who you are and who we are in you, but also what our world can be through your transformation. And we pray that we would hear the challenge about who we as a church can be as mustard seeds growing. Is this church going to be one that seeks to feed itself or one that seeks to look out and feed others? Help us to see how that impacts our view of who you are and what it means to do mission. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.